From Nashville, Tennessee, Southwestern Family of Companies welcomes you to the Action Catalyst. Each week, we share insights and inspiration for movers and shakers in the world of business. Our goal is to help you increase your self-discipline, overcome procrastination, and help you to take action on all the things that really matter. Ah, the personal brand. Uh, what a new phenomenon. Personal branding. And we got the guy here who wrote the book on it today that you're going to hear from. And uh, it's a little bit of a dilemma for me. There's a little bit of almost like an ethical kind of thing here. And we'll talk through that after this interview. Um, and I think, you know, I, I'd be curious to hear your thoughts. Like, I would love for you to tweet at me, you know, go to Twitter and just let me know what you, what are your thoughts on personal branding? Do you think it's it's worthwhile? Do you think it's just, it, it, it's too much self-indulgence? Like, uh, where are you at on this? And and I'll share with you a little bit of my personal struggle and how it's affected some of our team here. And then also, I'm going to share with you just sort of six secrets of building the personal brand. Six things that are, are very controllable. They don't cost money, but these are things that you can do to build your profile if you're interested in it and you do buy into this uh, because it is a part of the world today, whether we whether we like it or not. And if you decide that you want to leverage your own personal brand and really start building your profile, uh, I'm going to share with you some practical ways that you can really get into doing that and make it happen quickly. So that's what's on the docket for today, personal branding. Uh, I think you're going to like it. Uh, as always, I hope you do. Welcome back. Please make sure you're tweeting your questions at me, and uh, we'll get started just after this message. This episode is sponsored by Southwestern Coaching. Southwestern Coaching has helped over 11,000 people increase their incomes by over 25% on average. As a successful salesperson, you know the importance of increasing your sales, but sometimes you might just need a little extra push and accountability to meet your goals and grow your business. Southwestern Coaching will help you increase your income through one-on-one sales and leadership coaching tailored specifically to your needs. Together, we will elevate sales. To schedule your free one-on-one business action planning session with a Southwestern coach, go to www.southwesternconsulting.com forward slash action catalyst. One of the things that I love about the world of podcasting and uh, online marketing and social and all that is just I meet really cool people, like people who are way cooler than I probably deserve to me that I just kind of come across. And Chris Desi is one of these guys. Um, he's a super cool dude. He is the CEO of a company called Silverback Social. Uh, he's a columnist for Inc. He's a TEDx speaker. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about it. Uh, he had a, t- a TED Talk on vulnerability. And uh, he's the author of a couple books. His his new book is called Remarkable You, Build a Personal Brand and Take Charge of Your Career. And I'm excited, as with many of my guests, to to serve my own selfish interest to, to get free <laughs> advice uh, right here on the air. So, Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. And I want to lead with saying I'm a huge huge fan of yours huge fan i think your message is powerful impactful and positive and anybody that can be powerful impactful and positive i am all about and i am all aboard so thank you it's um honored to be here thanks brother i i i appreciate that and i um so the personal branding here is i think a fascinating thing that is happening is uh this evolution of the personal brand so can you kind of give us the, the definition of exactly what is personal branding? 
Sure. I, you know, I think for a lot of different people, it means different things. Um, but for me and for my journey, what it meant was the idea of stepping out into the sort of proverbial world and saying, I'm an expert at what I do. And being able to be discoverable to the people in my vertical as said expert. Um, and the reason why that became my definition is because, you know, we're talking about, you know, close to eight or nine years ago now, I was a director of sales at an ad network. I've been in digital for 16 years. And I started this personal branding journey simply because I was ambitious. I was a director of sales that wanted to be a vice president of sales, and I loved my boss. I didn't want to take his job. He was the VP, and I realized that the only people that knew how good I was at my job were my clients and my boss, and that was a problem. This became a limiting factor in my career, my well-being, and in my life. I was newlywed. Uh, my wife was newly pregnant, and I wanted to buy a home for her in a bucolic suburb of New York. We were living in a tiny studio apartment, so I needed to take action. I needed to do something drastic and do something definitive. And for me, at that time, the first step in personal brand building was creating a blog. Mm -hmm. Now, so I do want to talk about the blog because you've uh, the, it's a pretty captivating story about how you made like a quarter million dollars off of this, this blog post. <laughs> um, so I, I do want to talk about that. But um, I first, you know, I like you, but I, I want to uh, pick a fight with you a little bit or, or understand here because I think there's this explosion of personal branding, right? And, sure. and now everybody is an expert. Right. Um, and, you know, because social has given us that power, um, which I think it's not really that everybody's an expert, but there's, it's easy for experts to present themselves as experts. Um, and I don't think that's a bad thing. But I think the conflict is coming that companies have protecting the brand of a company is really critical. Um, you know, like I think of Southwestern Consulting, right? Like we have a collective, we're, we're basically a collection of individuals. I mean, that's what every, every company is. Um, do you think that it's possible for people to have a personal brand and still work inside of a larger company brand? I do. Uh, and I think... The, the executives that we work with uh, at larger enterprise uh, entities do come to us with like, you know, uh, wringing hands with that uh, concern saying, I'd like to build my personal brand, but I also work for an organization that has a definitive brand zeitgeist, if you will, uh, right. that I don't want to deviate from. I am on the, you know, XYX brand train. I don't want to get off the XYX brand train. I'd like to just say that I am an expert alongside or within my brand. And I think that that's where people get confused. It's almost like when people initially flinch about social media that really don't understand social media. The reason why they flinch is because they think of the Facebook uh, icon. They think of the Twitter icon. They think of Snapchat. They think of the Kardashians. They think of, you know, th the first reaction I'll get from executives that don't want to do it is who cares what I had for lunch? And I need to take a step back and say, listen, I understand your concerns, but I have an undergraduate degree in psychology. I have a master's degree in direct marketing. What we're going to be doing when it comes to personal brand building has nothing to do with posting pictures about your lunch 
Unless, in fact, you know, unless, of course, you run a uh, food services company and that's definitively appropriate. You know, the personal brand building is going to be about content generation. It's going to be about video content. It's going to be about custom unique content for each social platform that's going to be paced out over an appropriate time period that's going to be associated with a content calendar that's going to have a definitive ROI and a track back to performance-based optics that are going to be associated with key performance indicators for your organization. This is not going to be willy-nilly. There's going to be a strategy here and there's going to be a definitive focus on achieving something. Now, the pushback when somebody says you can't have that within an organization, if those, if the strategy and if those different uh, notches up the belt as you climb that ladder are definitively in line within the organization, what happens is it amplifies everything. It is definitively compound interest, right? We're talking earlier where I said he had a quote that I thought was fantastic where he talked about uh, automated marketing is to marketing what uh, compound interest is to finance. And I think similarly, when it comes to personal brand building, when executives within an organization are building their personal brand, if done properly, and if done synergistically with the strategy and the vision and the values of an organization, can only amplify it and buoy everything that's happening. So when one executive has five social profiles that are all articulating that executive's expertise, but backlinking to the organization, what do you have? You have powerful backlinks that Google is saying, wow, this is not a, this is not a bot. This is something that's appropriate. This is being updated weekly and or even daily. So this content is of value. I'm going to then reference that organization higher than every other organization. All of that is good if it's done properly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because like to me, one of the things that's been that I think is so funny and really stupid that most companies, you know, they're like, all right, let's launch a social media profile. And they immediately think, okay, how can we get more followers and they completely ignore the fact that if you just add up all the followers of every employee in the company, they already have instant access to potentially millions of people, but they don't think about just leveraging their own, their people's own individual platforms. And I think that's why I think the personal branding is a fairly new term, but I think it's, it's fascinating. It'll be fascinating to see how this shapes up particularly because what I feel like we have right now is we have this sort of divergence where you got people like, okay, I'm, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid of the company. I'm like fully like on the ship, you know, I'm a blue shirt at IBM. Like I'm doing that. And then you have this, the sort of like, um, rebels going, you know, the heck with corporate America. I'm on, I'm starting my own blog and I'm going to have my own thing. And, and I, you know, I'm going to do that. So, so, so I, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to go the, I'm going to go the opposite direction. I'm going to look at it from different optic. Okay. okay. And I'm going to say that that's fantastic because if in fact within your organization there are people that are on the tertiary edges of leaving your organization anyway, and by building a personal brand, they're going to jump ship. Good riddance. Get rid of them. You want the blue shirts at IBM marching your march and, and pounding your drum and doing what you want to do, and you're going to build that culture so that everybody is in lockstep and 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 allowing for that. If in fact that's your culture, if your culture is your Tony Shea and you're out at Zappos and everybody is unique. I don't know if you've been to Vegas and you've toured their their factory, but I've been lucky enough to do it. And every person, every individual at Zappos is definitively an individual, and I. 
I bet Tony Shea would be like, yeah, man, build your personal brand, be the renegade, you know, go be the outlier and do that. If, if it's, if those people that are building their personal brand are, are, uh, sort of articulating themselves as outliers in your organization, then you're just expediting a process that might take two, five, 10 years. That's going to cost your company money by keeping them underneath the roof of your organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and Tony, of course, is famous for paying people. I think it's two thousand. He pays, yeah, yeah, he pays them two thousand dollars to give them a chance to leave after I don't know thirty days or something that yep. they've been there, um, which I think is I think is great. And and I I love what you're saying there about you know kind of like fine, like if someone's looking for a reason to leave, like give them a reason to leave, like let them go. But if the I think the power here, which people haven't exploited yet is the power of the alignment between the personal brand and the company brand, which is kind of what you're talking about, um, what you're talking about here. So, so what are some of the things, are there any other things that you think like uh, in terms of reasons why companies are afraid of personal branding and maybe why they shouldn't be? I think they're afraid of personal branding because they don't want to be outshone by their executives. Um, and I, I, I mean, it, it, I feel at this point in, you know, in 2016, that organizations are figuring out that social media is not the bane of our existence, that it can be exceptionally powerful. And frankly, for some organizations, it doesn't work. For some organizations, it's not appropriate. And for some organizations, people building a personal brand can be a detriment. I've worked extensively with financial organizations writing their social media and privacy policy um, so that you know it, it limits that activity and they don't want their executive speaking because what their executives say could potentially sway markets and that could be a very a very powerful and bad thing so they don't want to do that but really what happens is when the organizations understand that uh, they can deal with content marketing and what I mean by content marketing if people don't understand I'm just blog content uh, LinkedIn blogging uh, corporate blogging allowing for the executives to have a voice you can curate that content. You can have an internal HR, PR, social media, digital executive be the curator of interviews of executives, and you could feature and profile those executives to build their personal brand profile, but perhaps it's not them generating that content on a regular basis that is definitively curated from the organization that's in lockstep with a definitive marketing plan. We do that for many larger organizations that have you know very strict parameters. We just say, okay, give us your top 10 executives, and we will interview them, and we will create a structure and an outline for the blog posts, and then we will backfill that with certain content, and then we use that as the content marketing strategy moving forward. The content marketing strategy and the personal brand building can all be interwoven, all connected in order to deal with a beautiful marketing strategy, overarching marketing strategy. Yeah. Well, and and we're, uh, I don't know, I'm sure you're probably familiar with Jay Bear. I am. Yeah, I like him a lot. So Jay's a good leaders, right? Yeah, he's a he's a great buddy of mine, and he's been on the show a couple times. And so we're yeah we're all about the the content marketing drum. So isn't there a risk though, still, Chris? Like, isn't there a risk of having your executives be branded? I mean, that's a very legitimate concern, right? Is that the mm-hmm. CEO? Like, if you're Tony Shea, you become branded, and then you leave Zappos. Uh, I mean, is that something that we just 
your company shouldn't care about or there's things they should do to mitigate that or like what what's your opinion on yeah, that? Yeah, you should be concerned about it. <laughs> it's, but it's just the way it is. Uh, I've lost executives at Silverback because I've buoyed them and they've done an exceptional job and they've left. And guess what? They left on great terms. And I gave them a big hug and I was like, wow, congratulations. You got to that other organization. And they essentially use their, you know, what they were learning at Silverback and, and where they're being featured at Silverback as a stepping stone for them. And I think that that's great. And I think it's our job as heads of organizations, right? Like you've got a few hundred employees or people that are that are working uh, in lockstep with Southwestern to make sure that we're giving them the the, the tools, the infrastructure, and the, the systems in place so that they don't leave. And it is something that we need to be concerned about as modern business owners, but I think it's a good thing. I think it makes our organizations better. It makes us more attentive to the people. It makes us less likely to feel like those people are cogs in a machine, that they're actually human beings that have needs needs, wants, feelings, desires, uh, and vision and aspirations. And they are, you know, they want to do more than what they've just been given on their plate that they want to stretch their goals. I think that these are all great things. And if it, all it is, is an organization has to take a closer look at its own corporate culture and own corporate identity. Well, then that's just the way it is. And too bad, you know, keep doing that. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. And that's very, very bold. But it's it's like, it's the same as it's always been. Like, what is the corporate culture other than the collection of its people? Now it's just amplified and it can be amplified bad. Or like you're saying, if you embrace it, you educate them, you give them the tools, it can be a tremendous amplification of good. It's just the same way. It's like social media isn't good or bad, just like money isn't good or bad. It's just a tool and how you use it and what your strategies are. They can amp. They just amplify it. I'm with it's you, a- and I got to tell you, the smartest large organizations, and I've been very lucky to deal with uh, a few of them, like a handful of them. Uh, I, you know, I produce an event, and at the event, it's a it's a brick and mortar live event, and we curate speakers to come to the event, and largely we try to get speakers from the client side. We don't want anybody pitching agency stuff. We don't want guys like me at Silverback, uh, or, or guys like you that might say, "Oh, we're you know we can we're, we can work as a consultant." We want people from Mastercard from General Electric, from IBM that are talking about their experiences. Now, what happens when you put those people on a stage? Those people that are going to be on a stage are going to have a Twitter following. And that Twitter following is going to be largely influenced by what those people say on stage. And those people are going to have to cultivate that Twitter following. And guess what? Then they're going to have a public-facing Facebook page. Then guess what? They're going to have their own personal blog and they're going to write about their own opinions, even though they work for an IBM or a GE or a MasterCard. And those people, frankly, become the most interesting, the most compelling people. It's the Linda Boffs of the world from GE. It's the Tammy Canizaros of the world who used to be at IBM and is now at Oracle. You know, it's it's all of those people become the people that I use as my sort of North Star of marketing understanding and marketing ideas. And who would have known, you know, 20 years ago that I would have access to a high high ranking um, executive at General General Electric where I could just, you know, log into a Twitter feed and see where she's speaking at the next conference to hear what her thoughts are. Uh, about about whatever is happening that day. I think that that's a wonderful thing for GE and that's the best thing for GE and they should continue to do that. So so let's talk about, so, you know, I think, uh, so let's shift the conversation more around the book because that, you know, I think that's a fascinating discussion that I was really wanting to have with you is how does personal branding fit in with the corporate brand? 
that's not really what the book is about. The book is the, the book again is called Remarkable You: Build a Personal Brand and Take Charge of Your Career. And this it's it's a delightful little book. Um, Thank you. And you have it's a quick read. And uh, can you just talk to us a little bit about what are some of the core things that people can be doing to to really build their own personal brand, whether that's part of a company or it's on their own? I mean, listen, I could go through the steps for the core things. The, uh, for, I'm going to back up. So the reason why I wrote the book, maybe that's where we'll start. The reason why I wrote the book is I'm lucky enough to speak to audiences every once in a while about social media and digital marketing, right? And I would get off stage and people would say, wow, that sounds really interesting, but I don't know where to start. I have nothing to say and I'm not really sure what to do. So I went about trying to create this sort of insulated process where nobody had any excuses anymore. So I was kind of coming at it as part motivational, uh, part kind of smacking people in the back of the head, and part saying, hey, you wouldn't be at this position in this organization if you didn't already understand what you're doing really well. Like you wouldn't be uh, upper management if you weren't really good at something and didn't have something to say about your industry. So let me tell you my story. And I just talked about my being, you know, motivated to continually climb up the corporate ladder. And then I was able to say, okay, great. So here's step one get introspective. Step two, start a blog, firstnamelastname.com because of SEO capabilities and the, the ability of sort of squatting on your name. And oh, by the way, if you don't know how to launch a blog, you no longer have any excuses because if you go to chrisdesi.com and you search for uh, launch launch my blog in 15 minutes or less, I've got a 28-step guide for you to launch your blog in 15 minutes. So after 20 minutes when you've launched the blog, then we can continue to talk. After you've become introspective, think about some of the things that you're good at, think about some of the things that you're passionate about and start writing content from there. Now, that's just the 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 at the core of the book. The other tertiary things become, all right, how do I go about writing a compelling headline? Well, you might want to use CoSchedule's headline an analyzer. How do I go about becoming a better writer? Well, you might want to install the Hemingway app so that you become a, a better writer because it's called the Hemingway app because instead of writing at 12th grade, a uh, 12th grade reading level, we really want to write at a fourth grade reading level. We've all been lied to, right? We want to write you know, Hemingway because he wrote Old Man in the Sea at apparently a fourth grade reading level. So these are the different tools that I use in order to curate that, curate and uh, generate that content. And those are the recommendations. And then once you start doing that, it's almost like taking baby steps to creating this, this definitive vision of what you are as a personal brand. So if you envision yourself as a vice president of sales and you're a sales manager right now, what are the steps that you need to take? Well, you need to prove that you're good at prospecting. So we're going to generate content about prospecting. What are the ways that you go about prospecting? And then that becomes your content calendar for the content that you start to create. And then you go from there because it's all about taking that first step. So that's really, you know, without going through here's step number one, step number two, that's the general energy behind the book. And it is small. I did that on purpose. I wanted to make it a quick, you know, general read to just get people thinking and say, hey, I am remarkable. There is something about me that's remarkable. And and to be able to go out and share that with the world because we've all got something appropriate to share with the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, just like anything, I think you know, branding is is what do people think of when they think of you and what do you know of value that you have to share? And I think you outlined just a real simple, uh, a simple 
you know, way to do that. Chris, where do you want people to go to connect with you? ChrisDessy.com. C-H-R-I-S-D-E-S-S-I.com. They can find me on Twitter at Chris Desi. Um, and they can Google Chris Desi and find my TED Talk as well, which I'm very, very proud of. Yeah. And that's the last thing I wanted to ask you about, because I, I think, you know, your TED Talk isn't specifically necessarily about you know, personal branding, but it's about something that's very powerful. The word is vulnerability. Can you just like uh, talk to us a little bit about why does that matter to you and, and, and why is that important and, and how does that apply to personal branding? Sure. Uh, I think it applies to personal branding because it applies to life, but I think you nailed on something earlier where you're kind of like, you know, everybody can, can be an expert. Um, and I think it's probably born from that is that, you know, guys like you and I, who've kind of put in our, our, probably are 20,000, 30,000 hours instead of 10,000 hours, uh, really kind of, you know, been out there and, and, and done the work. You, you get a little frustrated when you get other guys coming in and saying, you know, Oh, I've done, I'm this, I'm that. And you're kind of like, ah, whatever. So I decided to go the opposite route instead of pounding my chest and being boastful. I went pure raw and I said, okay, I'm an entrepreneur, but I wasn't a born entrepreneur. I became an entrepreneur because I got fired. And when I got fired, I couldn't speak when I got fired. I was probably having a panic attack when it happened because I was so surprised. And when it happened, I was terrified because I have a wife and a mortgage and kids and, you know, one little girl and another beautiful baby girl on the way. And when I started writing about that and I started talking about my truth and what I was really going through, um, and not to be, you know, a Debbie Downer depressive, but just to be like, listen, this is the real stuff. This is really what goes on. Um, it's not all models and bottles. It's not, you know, being an entrepreneur, it can be a grind. It can be brutal on your family. And when I started doing that, I saw this really beautiful backlash of warm and affection and acceptance from other entrepreneurs that were like, yeah, man, you know, rock on, keep, keep spitting truth, you know, that type of a thing. And when I was given the opportunity to, to deliver, a, it was a TEDx talk, not a TED talk, to be clear. Uh, TEDx are locally curated events. So this is not like I was invited to the TED stage. But when I was given that opportunity, they approached me to talk about social media because that's what I'm known for, digital marketing and personal branding. And I sat with my wife and I, I really got introspective about it. And I said, you know, I do, I'm lucky that I do a lot of public speaking and that I've done a lot of television appearances and I've written some books, but I've got two little girls that are eight and five. And I think, I think I might be wrong, but I think the TEDx talk might be around for a while. So what is the message that I want to communicate to my daughters? And I, and I went about like really kind of trying to figure out what that was. Mm -hmm. Um, and I can't, I landed on vulnerability because I really feel that whether it be in business, whether it be in personal relationships, whether it be in romantic relationships, that the moment that we, uh, remove our masks and allow for our true selves to be out there, um, beautiful things can happen. And I think that it's, uh, the concern that I do have as a guy that's in social media and digital marketing is that sometimes we put up these very well constructed, almost too well constructed facades of uh, bombast about our success and about how wonderful our lives are when it might not necessarily always be that way and that we would find truer deeper, more meaningful, and more beautiful relationships if we would all just take a step back and allow ourselves to be more vulnerable. And that's what the talk is about. I'm very, very proud of it. Um, I tell a few different stories. I talk about my daughters. I talk about my friend, Sean Lugano, that was murdered on September 11th. Uh, I talk about my father who passed away from ALS Lou Gehrig's disease. And um, 
frankly, it's the sort of maraschino cherry on my career that I am uh, uh, feel very fulfilled uh, in my heart that I that I did it and I did it the right way. Wonderful. Well, I appreciate you, buddy. Chris Desi is the name of the man. Remarkable You is the name of the book. Check it out. You can follow his column on Inc. I think you'll uh, love that. You can see his TED Talk um, and uh, go to chrisdesi.com to stay connected. Chris, appreciate you being a, uh, a, a beacon for vulnerability and an ambassador of vulnerability in the world and, and for sharing some of that here. Thanks. Personal branding. What an interesting and sort of fascinating time, right, to be talking about personal branding. I mean, what was that? Even 10 years ago, it was like no one had ever heard of that concept. And and it creates a whole bunch of challenges, I think, for companies and, and frankly, I think a bunch of opportunities. And it is one of the things I think that we have done well at Southwestern Consulting because we decided intentionally, we made a very specific decision that we said we are going to promote principles more than personalities. And we said that when we first began, and I think it's one of the things that's allowed the company to scale because we're not a one-man show or a one-woman show. It's not, there's not one guy who's a guru. We we are a team and we, we do promote personalities though. And I think that is, is also really important because um, a lot of business is very personality driven, right? I mean, there's there's lots of cases where people don't do business with companies. They do business with people and they do business because of relationships and they do business because of trust. And so that personal brand, because of the explosion of social media, has become tremendously valuable. And I think businesses, I, I think there's two ends of the spectrum on this. And I think that there is a third alternative, which is what we're trying to do. I mean, I think one end of the perspective here is companies that want, you know, no personal branding whatsoever. It's like, we're all, you know, we're all the blue shirts of IBM. We're all wearing the same uniform. We're the same person, no individual identity. And I think that that is, is honestly not a maximizing strategy for, for today. I mean, we live in a world of social media. We live in a world of, of interpersonal connectedness more than ever before. And I think, you, frankly, you're undervaluing your people if you aren't allowing them and encouraging them and, and perhaps even incentivizing them to develop a, their own personal brand and brand awareness because that's tremendously valuable for your company when your team members or partners or employees or whatever, when they take on the badge of the company and they they are proud to promote a piece of who they are associated with your business. So I think that is is huge. And um, you know the other end of the, the the spectrum, and you see this a lot, is it's all about the personal brand, right? Like it's just me. It's me.com. Um, and you know when you go to my social media channel, it's just selfies of me. And and you know I guess that's okay too, but. I, I think that there is there's a real opportunity for scalable businesses to find the best of both worlds, to leverage the personal brand, to benefit the company, and for the company's growing platform to benefit the individual. And and there's some really great examples of it, right? I mean, uh, you know, Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook, and you you have Tony Shea with Zappos. I mean, um, I think uh, you know, Howard Schultz with, with um, Starbucks. Like, you, you see 
those are, are great example. Gary Vaynerchuk has, has done this. Um, and it doesn't take anything away from the company to have big personal brands uh, as long as people aren't arrogant and egotistical, right? But that is going to happen anyways, regardless of how many Twitter followers they have. Um, if someone's going to be arrogant, they're going to be arrogant regardless. Um, so I think it's really, it's really curious and it's been a, it's been a, a, a fun and, uh, you know, challenging and sometimes controversial topic for us to discuss at Southwestern Consulting, but we've landed on the place that we promote principles more than personalities. It's, we do promote personalities though. It's not that we don't promote them. It's just that all of the personalities inside the business are subservient to the mission, subservient to helping people achieve their goals in life, uh, to being the most trusted sales performance company worldwide, and to changing the way the world thinks about selling, to elevate the perception of, of sales, right? Those, those are the core parts of who we are and why we exist. Now, inside of that, yeah, you can have big, big personalities. There's no reason. In fact, the bigger the personalities become, the bigger the company's uh, platform becomes. So we're we're fans of it, but you know it does create challenges and, and all that sort of stuff. But anyways, uh, what I wanted to talk through here is six ways for you to build your, your personal brand. Um, some of these were things that Chris kind of touched on and uh, talked about, but I think... Uh, I just wanted to boil it down here to an actionable list for you, right? So that if you're taking notes or whatever, or you're just thinking, okay, what do I do after hearing that conversation? If you buy into the value of a personal brand on some level, whether it's to to grow your own personal profile or to leverage it to benefit your company, um, or you know, if you're wanting to to kind of market yourself as some type of speaker or thought leader or expert or whatever, um, that you're going to do this. So, so he, here they are, and they're simple. They're simple, but but they are. And this is this is the deal, right? This is how it is done. Um, number one, and you cannot overlook this. I think this is this is the most important of all the six. Do excellent work. Do excellent work. Do amazing work. Have everybody, when you put your name on a project or on a, a, a piece of client work or, um, you know, a piece of anything, your name needs to be associated with excellence. That is a huge part of personal branding, right? Because um, I think sometimes people go, oh, I'm going to leave a company so I can go build my personal brand. No, you, you're already lost, right? Your personal brand starts with who you are. Crush it where you're at and, and who you have been. So whatever you're doing, be excellent at what is right in front of you. That is huge because that reputation follows you everywhere, always. Do excellent work. Number two, build meaningful relationships build meaningful relationships. Now, what is a meaningful relationship? I mean, the way that I would think about that is pay attention to people who are movers and shakers in your industry, right? Pay attention to the people who are making things happen, to the people who are showing up uh, different places and who are doing things and, and you know, people that you continually see around online and and get to know them and, and, and find out who the influencers are and make yourself known to them. I mean, you, you become popular by association and, and you are who you hang out with. And, and when it comes to building a personal brand, 
your brand is driven by the people that you surround yourself with. I mean, that is just never, it's been the same uh, since elementary school and, you know, for a thousand years and it doesn't, it doesn't change. So uh, who, who do you know in, and I don't mean like, who do you know, like whose name can you drop? I'm talking about like build relationships with people who are making stuff happen because those are people that you can be learning from and doing projects with and getting to know and and supporting and serving them and giving them referrals and and uh you know having them refer you so build meaningful relationships specifically with the movers and shakers and that just means spending time with them right it's not doing any sort of weird voodoo mind tricks it's just get to know and pay attention to who these people are um and that will build your personal brand for sure. Number three, increase industry visibility. Increase industry visibility. What are you doing to be active in your industry? I remember one of the ways that I met so many people when I first joined uh, the National Speakers Association now several several years ago was I was the youth chair. Uh, right? I didn't know anything about what I was doing related to the conference. I was new to speaking, but they do this program where all the speakers can bring their kids. And Eric Chester, one of my mentors, was uh, the conference chair, and he needed a volunteer to run the youth program. And so he talked to me about it. Well, I met every famous speaker you can imagine, right? Every famous speaker that was in NSA, it's like they all had kids, and all the active speakers all brought their kids. And within one year, I knew everybody. And I mean, this is one of the best ways, by the way, to, um, you know, generate business is to be on boards with, uh, you know, like nonprofits. You'll be amazed at how many tremendously uber successful people are on boards of associations and nonprofits. It's one of the best ways to, to both build build meaningful relationships and increase your industry visibility because, you know, you have an association that's promoting all the people who are the volunteers and who, who are the, uh, you know, the chairs and the presidents and all that sort of stuff. Um, the other thing I would say is, is, you know, speaking. You know, speak at those conferences, show up at the industry events. Um, if you can and you have some expertise, hopefully you're teaching it. But if not, just go as an attendee and, you know, the magic happens in the hallways. Like it, it, it drives your business to be connected to other people in your industry. Um, so get to events and shake hands and, and kiss babies and meet people. And even if you're not learning anything in the sessions, you're becoming, you're building a personal brand and that people can associate you with something, some type of expertise. Um, So do that. Number four, to the extent possible, forward the thought leadership. Forward thought leadership. That is a way that you build personal branding. What do I mean by forward thought leadership? To me, forwarding thought leadership is about knowing, become an expert on what has been said or written or documented in your specific area of profession or interest or expertise, right? Know all the rules of the game before you change them. Um, because what that allows you to do is speak intelligently about the research that's been done and you know you you become educated on the nomenclature that exists inside of a space. But then, this is the magic, is do the hard work of adding thinking to what's been done. Don't just regurgitate what has been said and not even just repackage it, but try to forward the thinking. Try to add something to the conversation. And, you know, part of increasing industry visibility could be speaking. It can be writing, um, you know, like articles in trade magazines or whatever. But but 
even even if you're just sharing things that you know, uh, you know, in, in one-on-one conversations with other industry leaders, do what you can to add to the conversation and and pull from lots of, of different areas. Um, so I think that's that's a huge one. Number five, be a student. Be a student. That goes directly with number four, forward your thought leadership for forward thought leadership because that's the best way to, to become the expert, right? Is to learn everything and then know what hasn't been said and say it, add to that conversation. But it starts with being a student. I think so many times we think of personal branding as just like this megaphone of, of talking to the world um, about who you are, but it's, you know, it's, it sort of speaks softly and carry a big stick. You've heard that. I think it's it's more about speak infrequently and carry a big stick. So you're quiet because you're learning, you're digesting, you're reading, you're listening, you're processing on what has been said. You're a student first. And then when the opportunity comes up, you have something to say that is something that is really unique, that is real thought leadership. It's it's really forwarding the conversation, but that starts with learning first. And then number six, and hey, I don't like this any more than you do necessarily, but is use social media. You got to use social media. You do. It's, it's look, it, it doesn't matter if we like it right? Enjoying it is not a requirement of doing it. It's the vehicle, the medium of which everything happens, right? I'm I'm sure there were people who did not like the telephone when it came out. There's people who didn't like email when it came out, but that is the mode of communication. And because, you know, that interpersonal communication is what drives brand awareness, you have to be able to learn to use the tools. So what does that mean? It can be Facebook posts. I mean, if you don't like to write, Facebook Live is huge right now, right? Just turn on your turn on your camera and hit go live and and share ideas, share um, useful information, and uh, you can do that. You can of course podcast, you can blog, you can write articles. Um, but you know, one of my favorite places to do this, particularly if you're in, you know. Uh, you're trying to build real credibility is LinkedIn. LinkedIn has its own blogging pat- platform called Pulse. So it's like you don't even know you have to know how to start a blog or manage a blog. Just go into LinkedIn, search for Pulse, and then and then post your first article, and LinkedIn will archive everything for you, and you get huge, tremendous awareness and visibility um, from using using that platform. Um, you know, the thing I would just caution you with, so those are the six, do excellent work, build meaningful relationships, increase industry visibility, forward thought leadership, be a student, and use social media. Um, the thing that you got to be careful of is not to associate personal branding with personal worth. Don't ever mistake personal branding for personal worth. Like, the number you are not the number of Twitter followers you have, right? You are not the number of blog subscribers or the number of people in your email list. You're just not. Now, do those things play a, a valuable role in shaping the perception of your value? Sure, they do. But you can't attach your value to those those arbitrary things. I mean, the, the real value I think is delivered by your real expertise um, in the real channels that you deliver it that create real results for your clients or for your employer or for your industry, right? Um, so I think those things can can help forward your brand, but make sure to separate that from your identity of who you are because otherwise, you know, you don't want to become the guy who is Twitter rich 
uh, but has no friends in real life. I mean, right? That's not what you, that's not what we want to do. We want to just build a reputation of honest, trustworthy, legitimate expertise that is service-oriented, service-minded, that really, really helps people. And honestly, that doesn't have that much to do with your 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 personal followers online. So I think just be aware of that. And and hopefully, if you're leading a company, you know that's the thing you got to be you got to be careful of because when you do become internet famous, you know there's there's a whole little mental thing that comes along with that that has to be managed and has to be you know you have to just kind of work work your way through that pride and and it's it's pride. I mean. It's it's one of the it's one of the things that you just got. It's like any other challenge. You you deal with it and you and you move on. But I think that personal branding is huge to the strategic future of uh, you know the growth of of businesses. Everybody is a brand today. You are a brand, whether you like it or not. What do people think of when they think of you? And they all think something. So you might as well be trying to shape that on some level um, without tying too much of your self-esteem, you know, to what they're saying. But um, from a business business standpoint, get on top of your personal brand, right? Like get out there, you know, at least get your name on your name.com, get, get your name on Instagram and Twitter, even if you're not using them, right? Like lock up some of those things so that you can find those uh, so you can lock down those pieces of virtual real estate so that you at least have them. And so at least to protect you against something negative, uh, you want to you wanna be doing that. But hey, um, as my friend Scott McCain once said, all business is show business. That is the world today. It's the world of personal branding. All business is show business. So be mindful of who you're being on stage. Well, that about wraps up the Action Catalyst podcast for this week. If you haven't yet, please log in to whatever your favorite medium is to listen to the show and both rate this podcast and leave a comment as that helps new prospective listeners determine if the show's really a good fit for them. If you enjoy this podcast, please make sure to subscribe, leave a review, and screenshot this episode to share with your friends on social media. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Action Catalyst and subscribe to our video podcast on YouTube. Thanks for listening.